2: Thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the gaming adventure club i'm your host manny g join me tonight is the one who after a long sleep was awoken by lotus only to say just 10 more minutes mom
3: it's the oversleeper himself andy dude you nailed you hit the nail on the head with that one buddy
0: all right
3: <laughs> yes you did
0: <laughs>
3: we
2: are a part of an excellent gaming community called the gaming adventure club and this is our podcast we talk about our gaming adventures throughout the week What's going on in the gaming world? Andy, my friend, we are not alone tonight.
3: No, we aren't, buddy. We brought our very own Rhinos. We did.
2: (laughs) We actually have two people with us today. Please welcome our dear friends, Larson and Eric. How's it going, guys?
0: It's going great, man. Glad to be
1: here. I am really looking forward to talking about one of my favorite games with you guys tonight.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We are talking about Warframe tonight, and we're going to have a great time. So. Hey, Andy and I, we just started playing this game, but you guys have been playing for a while. Let's start with you, Eric. What is your what is your history with uh, Warframe?
1: <laughs> My real history started off with not liking the game at all back in uh, 2013 <laughs> uh, when it first came out. I looked at it and I was like, man, yeah, right. Who wants to be a space ninja, right? That's kind of lame. And then uh, about a year and a half ago, I picked it back up again and I was like, man this is not the game I was looking at before. So I've been playing off and on again for about the last year or so. I've got, uh, yeah. So you I don't came have nearly back before many hours.
2: the planes of Eidolon.
1: Absolutely. Right. Wow. Yeah. And then when the planes of Eidolon came out, I absolutely lost my mind and got stoked. <laughs> and, uh, so I've been wrapped into this game ever since. Awesome. How about you, Larson?
0: Well, I came in slightly after Eric's first attempt, uh, the game was a little bit better. Uh, it was about two and a half years ago. So to put it in a uh, a Destiny thing, it was uh, between Taken King and Iron... Uh, what was it? Rise of Iron? Rise
2: of Iron, yes.
0: Yes. So yeah. I, I I started there. I uh, played a lot and then uh, took a long break. And then for some reason, the Game and Adventure Club brought it all back again. So <laughs> here I am.
3: You know, the only thing that bothers me about that conversation we just had is that they waited so long to even tell us anything about how good this game was <laughs> if only if only we knew that this was a great that we had a little gem on our hands manny i think we would have we would have gotten into it a lot sooner That's a little jab at Larson. (laughs) A little inside (laughs) joke.
0: (laughs) A little little inside joke for the uh, podcast listeners. I, in fact, told him many, many times that he should try this Warframe game. And he's like, no, no, I'm playing Destiny.
3: It's so much better. (laughs) Well, many, many. He may be embellishing. He may be embellishing that just a tiny bit.
2: We may never know. (laughs) So we are talking about Warframe tonight. And Warframe is made by a studio called Digital Extremes. Digital Extremes, they are famous for creating a game called Dark Sector. And they're also the co-creators of the Unreal Tournament. So that is; uh, those are a couple of really great games. Warframe has been around for five years now, but they did not have a smooth launch. As a matter of fact, they almost didn't launch at all. Digital Extremes is the kind of studio that would take contract work. They would go from game to game, and they never were able to fund their own project, this Warframe. They had had this in their heart for about a decade, but they could not get the funding that they needed. So they had ran out of projects. They were at a crossroads. And actually it was more like a do or die situation because they had Warframe and they decided the best way to go was to use a free-to-play model, but nobody was interested in investing. So what they decided to do was to take all of their money and to invest it in themselves, they created Warframe in nine months. And this was this monumental task, a huge, huge task. Their goal was to be able to actually ship something before they ran out of money. And this is the very definition of a minimal viable product. They began to release Founders Packs, people started responding, they started giving them money and success started coming their way. Their hearts were lifted. And as soon as they hit steam, the floodgates opened up as of March, 2018. Warframe has had 38 million registered
3: users. Mm, it's a great story.
2: <laughs> it is a great story. There's a video on YouTube yeah. called a Warframe documentary. It's by NoClip, mm-hmm. And I would definitely recommend that you check
3: that out. Very well put together. It's free. Uh, and, and super entertaining even if you're not interested in the game it it bears uh, watching because it's a great story
2: it is a great story, definitely so let's get into it, let's talk about this game, what kind of setting are we going to have when we jump into Warframe for the first time?
0: Yeah, so uh, Warframe takes place in a uh, far, far flung future it's our own solar system there's kind of things you're, you're not going to really recognize anything though because it's so far into the future yeah
1: well, they sell this game as uh, ninjas in space, but, I mean, there's so much more than that, right? I mean...
3: We have space, we have ninjas, <laughs> what more do we want? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, we're, we're talking about, a, a
1: you know, a fantasy environment. It's a high, high, high level of science fiction. Uh, so high where the, the the science almost seems like magic. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about this game is, you, you know, as from... We, we've talked about it being five years old, right? But honestly, it's been five years young because the game is still in constant oh, development. Yeah. And we're learning the whole time about the characters. Uh, we're learning all about the universe the whole way through, and so none of the planets, like Larson was saying, none of the planets look like things that we're familiar with. And uh, Digital Extremes has gone to great length to try to explain kind of why that is. But the inside joke with all the players in Warframe is that um, the lore is mysterious, right? There's not there's a bunch of stuff out there, but no real firm answers. Mm.
2: Sure,
3: you leave it open ended. Let uh, I'm sure. Community members like Bife, you know, folks that we're accustomed to hearing from, uh, from, you know, from Destiny. Uh, I wouldn't say flocking over to this game, but maybe splitting their time, right? They're very similar. Uh, They share many attributes. So, yeah, I know we're all pretty familiar with the Destiny side of lore, but these guys, there's a lot of folks out there who
1: who spend a lot of time digging into the lore, just like Mm -hmm. the guys in the Destiny community did. So, Mm -hmm. we're really looking at a full on community. Uh, So, those who are in Destiny right now, uh, probably
3: would make the transition pretty easy over to Warframe. Right. You know what? What one of my favorite things too in the game, and and I know we have a lot to chew on, but in terms of the lore, it's really nice to have that Codex in the game and just kind of look at all like everything. Right. My my um, my Warframes. My just you know the missions that I've done, the enemies that I've encountered, all those things. It's it's all right there. So even if you miss something, um, there's definitely an easy way to reference it all. So. They make it really easy to find.
0: Everything in the in the environment, uh, like the enemies, uh, different uh, flora and fauna, uh, it's all scannable. So the more things you scan, the more lore you're gonna find in that codex. Mm-hmm. It's really a kind of neat system. If like there's something that you really want to know about, like a certain enemy type, you pull out your scanner, you scan them when you're right before you kill them, yeah. <laughs> stab them in the <laughs> back, you pull out your little scanner scan them and then uh when you get back to your ship that codex will have a little bit of information on them
2: so you can dive really deep about the lore in this game that's pretty awesome For sure. but let's talk about the genre it's a it's a third person shooter but you can't just call it a shooter because you can go total melee if you want to there's uh the power of the void right there's all these space magic stuff Mm -hmm. but it's an rpg as well there's a lot of uh, RPG elements, everything from modding to character customization, gives you the option to play solo or to play co-op, has built a built-in matchmaking system, which actually works really seamlessly. It's a free-to-play model, but it's it's very fair. And I really appreciate what they've done.
3: Yeah, well, and just to give my perspective real quick, as the newest guy here with the least amount of time probably uh, in the game, even between you and I, Manny, I haven't spent the dime and I'm getting just tons of stuff. I, you know, I've got new guns. I've got my, I, got, I have my rhino cooking. Lursa just helped me get all the stuff I needed for it. And I mean, we've been playing this game for what, a week? Yeah. Um. You know, progressing in the story still very early on. So I mean, and I haven't had to spend any money at all. So it seems like- There you I go. Mean, Free to play all the way. Yeah. I don't feel like <laughs> I'm grinding uh, an excessive amount of time for that stuff. So-
2: so let's talk about the Warframes themselves. So they're basically like a, a unique power suit, almost like Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the power for each suit kind of defines its class. So there's over 30 different uh, Warframes that you can choose from, and each has its own play style. So I, I only have experience with the first Warframe with Excalibur. That's the one that I chose. But what are some of the frames that you guys have experienced, and what do you like about them?
0: I chose Rhino to be my main, and Rhino is just a Titan tank all the way. He can roar; he does his Rhino roar, and <laughs> that just it nice. adds damage to everybody in your team. So everyone's just doing a little bit more damage. And then, oh nice! Uh, so, you, so you buff your whole team. Yeah, it's just a good buff. Uh, and then he has something called uh, Rhino Skin, and it it might be one of the more OP things in the game because. <laughs> you uh you can put on your rhino skin and you have a hundred extra pretty much shield that they have to get through even to get to your actual shield that protects you from your health <laughs> oh wow it's uh it's it's pretty unique to Rhino uh, and he's he's just a tank man he he can take nice. the damage he can sit there and absorb it but uh yeah he's he's my main man.
1: What about you, Eric? what do you like? well. I have tried quite a few other ones, um, but my main is still Excalibur. Uh, there's just something about that. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. my I've, got, I've been playing Dungeons & Dragons for a long time. I don't play it anymore, but one of the things I always liked uh, back in the day was to be just a straight-up fighter. And the great thing about the Excalibur Warframe is that he's damage-centric, and uh, he bases most of his uh, attacks, and everything else, his passive ability is uh, for swords, right? Which means he gets a buff for use of any swords. So he's kind of an all rounder, uh, and so even though I've delved into some other ones, you know, uh, including like a paladin, like one called Oberon, which has a combination of healing and fighting ability, and Rhino, I've tried Rhino out. He's you know he's awesome and everything, but I just there's just something about Excalibur. I keep coming back. He was my first, my favorite.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with Excalibur.
3: Yeah, same here. Excalibur's a ton of fun. I'm glad I picked it. But there's also, but there's way more, right? There's more than 30, if I'm not mistaken, right? Was it 32 well, or something?
1: Now there's, yeah, there's, well, up to 37 almost. I think they're coming out with a 37th one here pretty soon. But, mm-hmm. and that's actually one of the side, uh, the problems with the game in some ways for new players is they, you know, there's, they, they get hit with a wall of choices. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and I'll be frank, that's kind of one of the things that put me off from, from the game yeah. at the very beginning mm-hmm. is because it is so deep. And it is so broad that it's just like staring into the depths of an ocean, and you have no idea where you're going to go next.
3: That there is a t- there is absolute truth in that because that mm-hmm. is that was one of the more intimidating things about jumping back into the game for me. One of the first games I can, one of the only things I can uh, games I can think of where I had to watch like beginner videos before I even jumped into the game. Um, but but I think that's also what makes it so awesome is that there's so much freedom i mean it's hard to even cover in you know in the amount of time we're going to spend talking about it so yeah we're
1: we're just going to scrape the surface of it tonight with everybody's appetite and hopefully um, we'll be able to have longer conversations in the discord with the uh, the rest of the community that'd be great for sure, for sure
2: so the warframes they offer just a lot of customization whatever play style whatever pa- power fantasy you want to fulfill you can customize your warframe to do that. And I think that's a part of the magic of Warframe is that you can create a character and use that character for combat. And that brings you a lot of satisfaction and fulfillment. And one of the main issues are that one of the main things you do in Warframe is grind in that sometimes will have a, a, I guess a, a dirty connotation. Some people think of grind as something bad, but it's actually part of the fun of Warframe. Warframe is about, creating your your frame, customizing it in a certain way that you think is fun and using it. Mm-hmm. and yeah. whenever you say the grind in warframe, that is you taking your warframe or taking your Excalibur or whatever frame you choose and using it its abilities and just uh, just flying through the, uh, the through the different maps and just laying waste to all these enemies.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's real common for guys to, you know, for folks to call it the grind, right? And sure. like you said, that's got a terrible connotation for a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dark Souls, it, people loved it, but at the same time, they hated it for that grind, right? Mm-hmm. Diablo, yeah. same thing. Path of Exile, another example, even today, right? Mm-hmm. The yeah. thing I like to think about it is it's not the grind, man. It's the progression.
3: Yes. What am yes. I
1: doing? Mm-hmm. I'm building what I want. You know, yes. it's sold as ninjas play free or ninjas in space, but I don't, I'm not much of a ninja, man. Um, however, <laughs> I do like the movement style. I mm. love it. I love the parkour abilities, the ability to cling to walls, the ability to dive, roll, duck, dodge, weave, you know, the whole, yes. the whole thing. Yeah.
2: Everything a professional dodgeball player needs. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> yeah. true. No, it's great because, you know, yes. and, the, and the fantastic part about it is the grind is inherent to the system. And, it, and for me, that's the the drive for it. I'm not really into looter shooters so much, even though I played a lot of time in destiny, but mm. Um, the grind is all about building the character
3: that you want in the style that
1: you want and then maybe going on and trying another character again, you know mm-hmm.
3: and, I, and I think when we say you know, we keep mentioning the grind, the grind and, and we haven't really dove very deeply in in the customization and what that means for each uh, frame because it's just so much to talk about. I mean, you know truly, I feel like the game says, here's our game and, and you know the world is your oyster basically <laughs> so we have these guns but you know unlike not just destiny we keep saying destiny it's probably more like uh the division than it is destiny but you know they give you a gun and then you can mod the crap out of what is it like 10 mods, 10 different mods you can put on those guns. And it seems like, I mean, just for my guns alone, it feels like I have like 30 mods already and I'm, I'm just at the beginning of the game. And then you can level those mods up to give you even more and more of a buff on those guns. So think about just the limitless combinations you can put on a gun where mine might be uh, kitted to, you know, give me increased damage on certain enemy types, increased reload. Uh, and so on, uh, and you guys might pick. You know, your playstyle is a little bit different, so I'm going to mod it just a little bit different to fit my. You know, your playstyle, uh, and that goes for your your secondary weapon, your melee weapon, your warframe. So there's just, I mean, we could we couldn't do it justice if we spent all the time just talking about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the, the funny things about this concept of the grind, right, is that you've got to wait for a long time. Hmm. Okay, so there is an element of having to work it towards something, right? But the yes. beauty of Digital Extremes is that their grind is completely transparent. They share their drop tables with the, the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know exactly what you need to build, how you're going to have to go about getting it. You know, it doesn't ruin the fun, it's not a spoiler type of effect, but it is definitely the ability to go out and have the notion that you're crafting something. Oh, I've got to go out and collect these resources and I've got to get this blueprint and I've got to combine that. And I've got, and then once you get it into your foundry, you got to wait for it to cook, right? Mm -hmm. You got to wait for it to finish. And there's always a sense that there's something else to go. And, and on top of that, all the drops are freaking plentiful. I mean, they're just, it's just, you know, the stuff rains out of the sky and not in sort of a goofy way, but in just a, a, you know, just a very satisfying way.
0: That's kind of what I like about the Warframe grind compared to other loot-based shooters is there's almost like an instant gratification. Like, there's... You only need three pieces to build your Warframe, and uh, some of them is like, kill this boss, and you have a one-in-three shot to get the piece you want because there's only three. So it's it's really an, an instant gratification. It's not like you're trying for that one gun for two weeks. It's like killing the same boss four or five times getting what you want and then then you see and you go to your foundry and then you go get the materials you want so it's just like there's there's small steps that you're finishing one right after the other and it's just this instant gratification that i just love about that grind
1: right yeah it's definitely the dopamine hit man the (laughs) de's got their hooks into us for sure it's good it's good stuff it's a good hook but for it sure. is definitely a hook. A and I like
2: way. what you said about progression, because that is mm-hmm. kind of the name of the game here. You don't get weapon drops and armor drops. You get these blueprint drops. And from these blueprints, you, you farm materials and you actually make the items that you're looking for that you want. So you have this constant, uh, progression where you're working towards something. And that's kind of throughout the entire game.
1: One of the things I've never liked about a lot of these types of games is that, uh, Stuff is randomized, are Jesus? Um, so, but the background for this also is that it's not just the grind, right? I think uh, yeah. it's also about the story. I mean, we've dealt for a couple minutes here on this grind and the notion of loot and stuff, but for those who want to have an actual story, this story is deep. It's compelling, um, and I every time I dig a little deeper into it, it makes me want to come back.
2: Yeah, it's really interesting, and it's funny because I, I just as a new player, I'm starting off by kind of unlocking the different planet destinations. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is I'm playing through the five-year-old content, the old stuff, right? Yes. But it gets yeah. deeper and there's more there. And I was watching a video by Skill Up and he was talking about a, a quest called The Second Dream and the War Within. And this is something that I haven't seen yet, but he describes mm-hmm. this, he actually has a whole video describing how this is Digital Extremes Masterstroke. And he says, you know, whenever a, an artist creates a masterpiece, it is the master stroke, that, that last finishing touch that sets it off and sets it apart as actual art, making it something of great value. And he says that these quests that Digital Extreme has put into the game, and he mentioned how, you know, you can be 100 hours in, you could be 300 hours in before you see these quests, the second dream and the war within but he says that it is so satisfying and so worth the the journey to get to this destination. And he was just overwhelmed by how powerful and how moving this was. And it was a part of the story. And just hearing something like that makes me think this is really different because, mm-hmm. and he, he actually talks about this in his video. So it's called uh, Warframe, how and when Warframe delivers one of the game, one of gaming's greatest quest experiences. So look that up on YouTube. Mm-hmm but he talks about how a lot of game companies will front load their quest to try and hook customers in early, but digital extremes has decided to kind of implant this in so that it rewards the player for giving this game a shot and giving themselves over to it. And it kind of draws you in. So I, I just, I can't wait to see things like that in this game.
3: I really love how the quests are laid out too. It's that, part of it was probably the least confusing piece of it. Everything else does take a bit of sort of looking at the, men- the menus are just overwhelming, but the questing or the quests, the ways they're, they're lined up. I mean, it's really straightforward, right? The ones that are open are, are visible and you can see just a simple, you know, basic description of what you're going to, you have to do the quest. You can activate a press A to activate. And then in your, um, star chart you could just pick the quest from your menu and it'll take you directly into the next part of that quest but also the, the the quests that aren't yet available to you you can see on there they're a little blurred out but you can see exactly what you need to do to open mm-hmm. that quest so yeah. that part of it I think they've done a really good job at least for someone a simple person like myself um, it's easy to kind of
1: look through and see what I need to do yeah it's a constant invitation to play their game
2: Well, let's jump into some of these uh, gameplay Mm -hmm. features here. Yeah. So it's a mission-based system. So you load up, basically, whenever you start a quest, you're loading up a mission. And what you find is that there are procedurally generated tile sets that randomly produce a level for you to play through. So there's just this infinite amount of replayability, even within the exact same level.
0: It's it's really nice that when when I earlier I said you had to do the same boss four five six times, but in order to get to that boss room, you might have to go completely different ways. It's 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 very refreshing to be able to do the same content over and over, but it's not exactly the same content. There's not going to be a cave full of yeah. enemies that you can shoot into and get the same guys to die over and over <laughs> again yeah like some other games that. <laughs> yeah
2: i ran into that last night when i was uh trying to get my rhino blueprints and i i went in and the boss was like almost immediately there and then it took me a little while to get out and then the next time i did it it was like the exact opposite yeah. like i had to fight through for a while find the boss and then the exit was right there and it was it was really neat because it actually made me feel like i wasn't just repeating the exact same thing over and over it was really refreshing mm-hmm. But every mission has these different types of modes and they're different types of activities. And there it's there's a lot of variety here. And some of these missions, there's like uh, spy missions, uh, extermination, assassination, rescue, defense. So let's talk a little bit about what these missions are and what some of your favorite missions would be.
0: I am a big fan of the uh, what what is called a survival mission. Basically what it is, is it's endless waves coming at you. Just wave, and they get harder and harder and harder as they come. So
2: it's like a horde mode almost?
0: Yeah, but there's a good little twist in there that uh, the air in the ship or whatever is poisoned. So you have to keep refilling your uh, oxygen supply by uh, picking up dropped uh, personal oxygen tanks, pretty much. (laughs) So if you kill... An enemy has a chance to drop uh, an oxygen tank. Uh, basically, that's what it is. They they call it something else, sure. but uh, so uh, there's also the Lotus will drop uh, large tanks for you to pick up and give you a large boost. But it, it's in your best interest to try to kill the enemies and get those first. Sure. So yeah. the longer you're in there, the harder they get, and uh, usually people go. 20-30 minutes, but there's guys out there that are going three four hours, and the longer you're there, the better oh, wow. your loot gets. And it's it's really fun to see how long you can go and how high the enemies will go. Hmm. It's I think my best time is uh, an hour ten because you have to, yeah it's five minute intervals every five minutes you get a reward
3: hmm.
0: and oh, it's really cool it's, it's great.
3: Those are those are a ton of fun. Uh, I I'll agree with him, and I think mainly because. Uh, I've been with him <laughs> the, the yeah. times that I've done yeah, it. So it's, yeah. it's it been fun. a great time. He actually pulled me through, uh, a, uh, a level that I was way under leveled for. And it was one of those survival missions. Um, nice. And, uh, so would you call was, that
2: one of your favorite game types?
3: Oh, for sure, man. For sure. It was a ton of fun. Nice.
2: How about you, Eric? Would you, what, what, uh, kind of mission types do you, do you really huh? like?
3: Yeah, I mean,
1: Larson did a great job of selling the, the uh, survival mode, but I'm not really, <laughs> you know, I, I got to be honest, I'm not really into the uh, the horde mode stuff. Um, one of my favorites, if I'm running solo, is the spy mission, uh, okay. where you have to hack into systems. Um, and you have to run through puzzles. Uh, there's always, there, there are multiple ways to get back, to uh, get into the space, to be able to decode it. Uh, you got to hack terminals to get there. Uh, so if I'm running a solo, uh, I, I like to do those. And I like, stri- st- like I said, I, my background D&D is, uh, you know, straight up fighter. So I love extermination missions and assassination missions. And uh, that's just where you got to go in and just kill all the things, you know? Nice. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and what's great about this is that all the different type of game modes are associated with a, a multiple local uh, locations on, on a planet, right? Or uh, in within the star chart. And at the same time those locations may be uh given a different type of game mode during special alerts or other things in the daily activities so even if you are a little bored with going in and constantly doing survival or constantly doing extermination there's always something else coming up uh each day spy probably for solo and when i'm playing with buddies uh, extermination survival pretty Mm -hmm. much any of the other ones man i always have fun any other favorites
0: yeah man i Something about the assassination mission is... Uh, it's basically a boss fight. You you work your way to the boss and you take him down. But there's a little caveat to that. Uh, if you kill the boss, you're going to get a letter uh, in your postmaster when you get back to your ship. And it's going to be from a guy called the Stalker. And he sends you a little this little message that says, Your axi- actions, they have consequences. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's very... Very scary when you're at your first one. You're like, what's happening here? And what's going to happen is just randomly, someday, he never forgets. He's going to invade your level. And uh, you'll be doing just a random mission, just a low level farm mission. And the stalker's going to show up. Your screen's going to go all dark. You're going to hear this <laughs> terrifying music. And uh, you're going to hear this whispering. And then he's going to pop up on your screen. And he is going to wreck your house the first time. <laughs> dude, that he, uh, sounds amazing. He's, he's over leveled. He uh, yeah. he's he's equipped to deal with whatever warframe you have. Oh gosh! So it's good oh, to have yeah. buddies, but he doesn't always wait for him. Uh, and if he if he drops you, then he's going to leave. He's just going to knock you down once. He's not going to ruin your night, but he's going to knock you down, teach you a little it's lesson, flooding. and just disappear into the night. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, it's, it's really good stuff.
2: Well, back in September of 2017, they released an expansion called The Plains of Eidolon. And that is their first open world uh, uh, area. And it's also procedurally generated as well. And I think it's pretty interesting. You could go in there and do a bunch of uh, like quests and bounties and even fishing. Is that right? And then when it turns nighttime these Eidolons come out and they're like big bosses or something like that. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So this this Plains of Eidolon is intrinsically linked with a lot of the lore that we were talking about a little bit mm-hmm. earlier. Um, it's the remnants area from a great battle a long time ago. And the uh, these, these huge creatures called the Eidolons are the remnants of even larger creatures uh, from back in the history of this area. So when night time comes along uh, only the high level guys get to survive that time frame. So us low-level dudes got to hightail it back to the town to get get back behind the safety wow. area, right? Nice. But but yeah, there's uh. But you know, when it's daytime and you know the bunnies are out and the little birds are flapping their wings and all the rest of that stuff, you can go fishing if you want. You can go hunting some uh, some kind of the lower-level guys out there in the fields walking around patrolling. Um, there's a ton of things you can do. It was their first attempt at an open-world type of experience, uh, and they've used it to learn not only how to approach their lore a little bit, but also how to design an open world. And uh, so they got a little bit of a gift for us in the next several months.
2: Let's talk a bit about uh, customization because I think that's really important. And people actually say that the end game of this uh, game is called a Fashion Frame, right? (laughs) Because you can (laughs) ridiculously customize every single bit of your character, your Warframe, your weapons, your pets, your ship everything is customizable and and it blows me away the amount of of uh of uh, personality you can put into all this stuff
3: i still choose to be a space hobo ninja though <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah and and a part of this customization as we mentioned earlier is the mod system and the mod system is it's pretty complex and it's really deep and it's a part of of this uh, progression path do you guys have anything that you want to say about the mod system and how important it is to uh, warframe as a whole
1: it's inherent. It's absolutely important. Uh, at the lower levels, you can get by with unmodded stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, just to learn the game mechanics and uh, you know to get familiar with the different types of warframes and what what options are out there. But eventually, uh, almost organically, you're going to learn that certain types of mods give certain types of benefits uh, against certain types of enemies, oh, I and see. you start modding your stuff towards that, and then you start learning about elemental damage. Uh, much like some other games out there, th- where you get uh, some buffs from you know certain types of elemental damage, like fire
2: damage, damage and-
1: fire damage, sure. uh, you know, and you can combine the damage systems uh, to to really take down enemies a lot more quickly, mm-hmm. or to provide yourself extra defense, more shields, more health, uh, you know, uh, and even things like you know becoming more capable of detecting uh, hidden treasure and things like that. So the mod system is the is you know people talk about the fashion frame being the end game. I get it. After you to be a certain experienced or a veteran player, you're gonna you know you're gonna trick out your warframe in the in the most awesome fashion. But for me, it's all about the mods. Um, I'm kind of a nerd that way. I like to see no, what, what can I go out and do it. You know, what, how can yeah. I how can I stick something on to really make my game even that much more fun?
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, what I love about the mod system is, uh, we were saying earlier, is just the play your own way system because, uh, I, I got the, uh, Lex, uh, revolvers and I hated them. I, I didn't like them. I didn't know why everybody said they loved them so much. Like a
2: pair of pistols.
0: Yeah. It's just dual. Uh, I mean, I, once I started liking them, I upgraded them so I can carry two at the same time. But, uh. I didn't like them at first, but Mm -hmm. then I added a mod to give me more ammo. I added a mod to have them fire faster, which was a big deal for me. And uh, I added some elemental damage, and now I I take those with me everywhere I go because I love them so much. I I love the look of them, so I wanted to use them. I love the sound of them, but I just didn't like that they fired so slow. But I, I put a mod on them to make them fire faster, and I added more ammo to them, so uh, they're just solved
1: all it's, their problems. It's that kind of
0: thing that makes yeah. this game great because I really wanted to use it, so I found a way by yeah. modding it the way I liked. Right? Yeah.
1: Don't like your gun? There's an app
3: for that. <laughs> <laughs> right? No kidding. No kidding. It's great. Hey,
2: let's uh, let's quickly talk about the clan system because uh, I think it's really interesting here, and it, it's it's great because one of the first things that happened to me is I started playing, and then. Larson was like you need to be in a clan. you need to be in our clan <laughs> so, so so talk about some of the, the clan the benefits of being in, in a clan Larson.
0: Yeah uh, so when, uh, you join a clan by getting invited or asking to be invited and then you build a key in your uh, foundry and that gives you access to any clan. What's good about being in a clan is uh, you can research guns and warframes and uh, gear as a group. So instead of one guy trying to find all the parts for all of the blueprints, you can work as a group and everybody contributes to the greater good. So, uh, you can just go in there, uh, anybody and <laughs> walk over to the, uh, energy lab. There's an energy lab in there. And then you just go through and you find the guns that you like. And, If there's a gun you really like you start a project and if it needs a lot more materials than you have then Eric and I we can contribute since the guys that have been playing a long time we can contribute a lot of good materials and then some of the lower guys can come up and get those guns that they wouldn't otherwise be able to get. That's amazing. uh, There are some guns and some warframes that you can only get if you're a part of a clan.
1: Nice. Clans are definitely where I get my RPG on um, because my, my role-playing game on because, uh, okay, in some games out there, a clan is just basically like, I don't know, a landing page where there's maybe a chat or a it's forum. It's like a list sometimes. It's a list or a list yeah. server or whatever. It's kind of lackluster, right? Sure. Uh, in this game, and again, I'm going to fanboy a little bit, but uh, in this game, your clan has a dojo or a base, and you can design that base however you want. Uh, you have to contribute materials to doing that. You can customize it as well, make it your home uh, for people to come and visit when they when they want to do trading with you or whatever they, you know. And like Larson was talking about, the ability to be able to invite new people into the clan, welcome them in, and say, hey, you know, we're, we're doing these research projects. Would you like to help out? It gives them a sense of purpose too, because they can go out and do their low level farming stuff and come back and throw a couple of materials or whatever in, and everybody's happy. Nice. So it yeah. can be a really great experience for folks. And it's really sweet.
2: So we're going to move on here just a bit. And there's a ton that we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about factions. We didn't talk about PVPs, mastery rank, trading, pets, player housing, which is like your ship, right? And there's there's tons of stuff that we're kind of, uh, we didn't make time for. Um, otherwise, this this uh, the show can be easily like two hours long.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, but, it's
2: enough
3: to get people started, at least, right? Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, but is is there anything before we move on that we've kind of uh, missed out or that you wanted to to make sure people knew um, before they they jumped into uh, to Warframe?
1: There's a lot of talk about the game right now because they just had uh, they've got their own sort of community meeting that they hold every year called Tenecon. and yes. they they always blow the doors off and, and reveal their greatest and latest stuff at uh, Tenecon. So there's a little bit of talk right now because they just completely knocked our socks off at the last minute with what they're going to do in the next round uh, for their updates. And well, let's talk expansions. about that. Do you tell us
2: about yeah. what they announced at Tenecon? There's two uh, two patch or two expansions they announced, right?
1: Right. Yeah. So one of them is uh, they've opened up. Uh, they're going to be opening up uh, kind of an open world area on Venus. It's called Fortuna, and it's uh, it's massive. It's multiple, many times larger than their current open world called Planes of Eidolon. And there's a lot more to do on there uh, from what we were even able to see. And the nice thing about them is they don't give us, uh, th- th- this developer doesn't give us glitzy stuff. They just they just throw one of their employees and say, here, play the game. We're going to march you along some certain rails and stuff, but play the game. And then everybody gets to see it in its, uh, in its, in its you know, current state of development. So there's this new open world. And a lot of bounties and things like that. Uh, a lot more quests to be able to do. A lot more uh, more lore to learn. And then they completely knocked us uh, out with this uh, something called the Railjack, which is basically space pirate battles with boardings, <laughs> uh, seamless. You know, I mean, it's like seamless uh, integration of all of the different things that Warframe already has—the movement ca- mechanics, some of the space flight stuff that they're already doing. Um, you know, and 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 what I love about what they're what they've shown us is the teamwork, the level of teamwork to be able to get this this stuff done. I I don't know. I'll tell you what—I'm not doing it sir, uh, justice. The best thing to do is to go out there and take a look at. Their, uh, their YouTube videos or their, their, the leftover from their Twitch stream because um, it, it's just, you, you got to watch it to believe it. And, and the
2: Railjack um, video kind of like blew me away, you know, because everybody goes to the ship, everybody has their own job, what they're doing. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're flying around and you're shooting things and then somebody actually jumps out of the ship and flies over to the enemy ship and <laughs> opens it up and boards them. And then they have this battle <laughs> And then, and then after uh, your ship gets boarded, so you have to clear out those enemies, and it looks like just this action-packed uh, squad, you know, four-person uh, activity. And uh, man, I was so excited; I thought it looked great.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's Star Wars and Star Trek meets, uh, you know, Sea of Thieves. It's what sea, of sea of Thieves, could have been. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, but Sea of Thieves could have been. It's just you know, it's if they can pull it off. because yeah. it's still in development, right? If they can pull this off, man. I may never play another game again. Who knows?
3: Honestly, uh, my perspective uh, is, is that's this game in a nutshell. You know, like at every point, right from the very beginning, uh, in terms of where we start and where they started, and as they progress, right the, the the new missions, the new quests, the new additions that they've done to the you know planes of Eidolon. You know, now we're talking about Railjack and just everything in this game. That's what it is. It's it, the the quotes are it's what fill in the blank could have been (laughs) any game that we've had great expectations for and have been let down yeah and that's what this game is all of those wrapped up in one nice neat free to play uh package
0: yeah we we haven't said that enough i don't think this game that we've been talking about for the last amount of time (laughs) it's free yeah and I've been playing this free game and I've chosen because of how much I like it to give them a hundred dollars of my own money. Like yeah. I, I'm, I want to give them money. It's, yeah. it's, it's that good that I've, yeah. Right. It's like, no, I know it's free, but here's some money. <laughs>
1: yeah. Please keep doing the work that you're doing. Please keep being awesome. Here's take a, take a little bit of my cash. Cause, yeah. cause you're awesome.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: When the game was in beta, they did have a, Pay to win aspect and there was this certain part of your progression that you actually had to pay to proceed further and after community feedback and you know keep in mind they were doing everything that they thought they needed to do to stay alive as a studio or else they were all going to lose their jobs right so they're putting things together and the community just kind of said you know what we can't have this in the game it's, it's not right it's not okay yeah. so at that moment they decided you know what you're right we're going to listen to our community. They do not want this in the game. We are removing it. And from that point on, they they killed any kind of free to play or uh, pay to win aspect in their game. And it's been gone since. Mm-hmm. And if you look at that, we, we mentioned it last uh, episode a bit, mm-hmm. but there was uh, a um, almost like a slot machine feature that they decided, hey, somebody is using this way too often. We need to take it out because they don't want their game. To even have the hint of taking advantage of the player, and that speaks volumes for how amazing digital extremes are as a uh, as a gaming company.
0: I was I was talking to Andy earlier uh, as we were playing Warframe, and another little little story that I'd like to tell is uh, there's a sword in the game called the Galatine Prime, and there's a skin that you can buy for it that was bugged, and it made the sword. Hilariously anime large, like it. It didn't fit. It was way <laughs> yeah. too big, and uh, they apologized. And just said, "We're sorry. Uh, it was a bug. We'll fix it." And the community rallied, and they're like, "No, it's hilarious. We love it. Please don't fix it." And they didn't. They they left it in the game. I'm not sure if it's still in the game, not because I nice. haven't been around quite as often, but they left it in the game a really long time because. The community liked it. It's mm-hmm. it wasn't a bug to the community, and yeah, yeah. That's, that's just a fun story because they they listen and they they care.
2: Yeah, they have an earned reputation for uh, listening to the customer.
3: Yeah. Well, and it's the same with the with the bullet jumping, isn't it? You were telling me that story as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the uh, the base movement for the entire game.
0: I don't know if we've mentioned this. Is you can slide. Into a jump, into a roll, back into a slide, back into a jump. You can traverse huge gaps and like cross the entire map in a matter of minutes. Uh, and Super that started out as, uh, as a bug in one of their weapons. You could uh, slide and then use your weapon, kind of like the uh, Destiny Sword. Uh, you could traverse large oh, uh, yeah, yeah. crevasses NT1. with <laughs> that in yeah. D1. Uh, It was a bug, though. They didn't want it in there, but uh, the community was using it so much that they reworked their entire jump mechanic to include the ability to bullet jump.
2: That's really great. And I think it's the game's a lot better for it.
0: It is. It's one of my favorite parts is the great movement.
2: So that is our Warframe introduction. It is, uh, it's not exhaustive by any means, but you know. the hope and the goal was to give people a, an understanding for what Warframe and what digital extremes is all about. And, you know, to, to kind of give people reasons to, uh, to download it because it's not going to cost you anything to download it, but Warframe it's deep, it's complex, it's challenging, it's getting bigger and it's getting better, but it's definitely not for everyone. You know, I think the, the whole, uh, um, grind like we mentioned i think that might be off-putting to some people but it might be something that is uh, really exciting and exhilarating for most because it's an aspect of the game that has become very enjoyable for me but let's just kind of go around the room here real quick you know what would you say if uh somebody was asking you why should i play warframe
3: uh well you know just coming from a a newbie um i would say that um you know it the movement like uh Lurson was saying I think that'll be a common thing uh between all of us but the movement feels great um the abilities feel uh awesome to use I feel powerful when I you know when I unlock my um m- you know my special abilities on my warframe mm-hmm. um also just the the fact that I get to you know we talk about the grind and it's going to take a while but you know what dude the video game is just a uh a vessel if you will uh, or just a a a reason an excuse for me to be in chat with my buddies right and lately it's been awesome to play with Lurson and even Eric you know we don't get to play with Eric a ton because you know he's he's got his battlefield stuff that he likes to play but this is kind of a common ground that we come together we hang out and just you know Not even, Mm -hmm. you know, worry so much about the game because we're going to be fine. We're not going to die. We're (laughs) overpowered. But it's just a way to hang out. It's a fun place to be um, and have some fun and hang out with friends.
2: What about you, Lurston? What would you say if somebody said, uh, why should I play Warframe?
3: It's that power fantasy that
0: all gamers love. Uh, They do not hold back. Because the PvP isn't the main focus of this game, they're not going to hold you back. You can stack mods on top of mods and just have that power fantasy just
2: yeah that's a good destroy
0: waves of enemies it's (laughs) it's nice
1: yeah
2: eric let's end with you buddy
1: hands down it's the universe um you know the art style is awesome uh, but it makes sense for their lore and there's a ton of lore and it's ultra high science fiction Mm. and then the other part of it is their dev team man i you know, I fanboyed a little bit earlier in the game, but th- this dev team—they're so transparent about what they're doing. Uh, they're so communicative with their their community. Um, they constantly reach out, and they're not afraid to say we messed up, or they're not afraid to say, "Hey, we tried it, but it didn't work, guys. We're going to take it back out, or we're going to modify it." They're just absolutely fearless and they're the nicest freaking people. I mean, they really Mm -hmm. come across as genuinely nice.
3: They're Canadian. I guess it's because they're Canadian. Yeah, Yeah, they're the The
2: nicest people. Just ask Archimedes.
3: No. no. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, buddy. I'm just kidding. I love you.
2: Hey, that is our Warframe show. Nice. So if you have any feedback for us, if you decide to go ahead and install Warframe, hit us up, let us know. And tell us uh, how your experience went.
3: Yeah, there's plenty of us playing uh, right now currently, so don't be afraid. Jump into the Discord. We've got a Warframe channel in there, and there's plenty of people that are happy to help. Absolutely. Uh, with this daunting task.
2: Yep. So yeah, if you want to become a part of our community, just head over to GamingAdventureClub.com slash Discord, and that'll get you a link to our server. So we want to take a second to thank our Patreons. Thank you so much for all the support you give us. We really appreciate it. Uh, We received one new five-star review with no comment on iTunes. So thank you for that. That helps us to have some exposure. So uh, if Patreon isn't your thing, please consider going over to iTunes and giving us a review. But guys, thanks so much. Thanks, guys, for coming on and talking about Warframe with us.
0: My pleasure, man. It was
1: great. We did it we yeah, talked we about this it. game and yeah it's just fantastic nicely done <laughs> it, nice and fast right yes
2: yeah i I'm, I'm i'm surprised that we didn't go uh super long here but you know we had a plan but <laughs> eric you do a battlefield show with our good friend Flavorus, so uh give a shout out where can people hear that show about battlefield, and where can people uh, get a hold of you if they want to say hi
1: well, the show about Battlefield is called Sufficiently Afflicted, and we're pretty much the only Sufficiently Afflicted out there on the old interwebs. But feel free to look us up on Twitter at AfflictedCast, uh, and we're also at Sufficiently Afflicted at Gmail.com. So drop us a line. Uh, that's a, it's a show about tips and tricks for you know Battlefield players. But lately, we've been really focused on you know just first person shooter uh, how to how to how to become a better player.
2: Yeah, I've been learning a lot.
1: Mm -hmm. that's a great
0: show
2: what about you Larson? if somebody wants to reach out to you and say hello
0: i am always in the uh gaming adventure club podcast uh discord uh that's about the best way to get a hold of me i am
3: rh Larson. there you go how about you andy oh you know where i'm at twitter andyman228 i'm a twitter pro now thanks to manny thanks to the gaming adventure (laughs) club uh, and then also in discord with Larson and Eric and Manny and all kinds of awesome folks that love to play all kinds of games. Um, come join us. Uh, it's, it's, it's free to join <laughs> and, uh, easy. So come on in. And then of course, Xbox live TX space Andy, man.
2: Yep. And you can find me AKA Manny G on Twitter and Xbox and also on discord. So if you want to get hold of us, give us some feedback. You could email us at GamingAdventureClub at gmail.com. You could reach out to us on Twitter at G underscore where you can go over to our website, gamingadventureclub.com, where you can find all of our links there. So thank you so much for listening to us. Thanks for hanging out. Hopefully you learned a little something about Warframe and you jump right in, my friends. So until next time, have an adventurous week and take care of each other.
3: Hey, can anyone spot me some platinum? I'll spot you a little clap.